You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast dedicated to helping you separate fact from fiction in fitness. For more details about this podcast and other episodes, visit fitgirlpodcast.com. This is podcast episode number 283. In this episode, you'll learn which one exercise strengthens the core, improves your balance, and hikes your metabolism, and why it is so important for people over 40 to do it regularly. In motivation, what you can do to create a supportive mindset for yourself and silence your own internal bully. And in nutrition, the number one mistake made at Thanksgiving that makes you fat. Besides our traditional holidays coming up this time of year, there are other national days, and I just put those in air quotes because there's actually a day or an event or maybe an awareness for almost every single day of the year. And there's actually, yes, a list online of what these things are. There are two national days that coincide with a lot of the things we talk about in motivation. The first one is November 13th, and that's World Kindness Day. And then the second one is actually in the United Kingdom, and that is from the 14th through the 18th, and that's Anti-Bullying Week. So we're going to talk about both of those a little bit and how they pertain to you and your fitness goals, whether you've reached them or not, and what might be holding you back. Because part of the whole strong and powerful concept is the fact that we do tend to be our own internal bully. We have that little devil on the one side, angel on the other, one saying, don't go to the gym, stay home and make some cookies. The other one saying, go to the gym, you'll feel better. And there's that constant conflict, which is what I call our internal bully. So by understanding how we can help other people overcome bullying, we can actually focus on ourselves and reinforce what we need to be saying to ourselves too, to be supportive. And all of this comes back to self-talk, and those are those little conversations you have with yourself all the time, and you may not pay attention to them, but sometimes they went out. You know, like the time you drove around the gym and there was no place to park and you went home, you know, those kind of things. Uh, There is somebody in there, that little self-talk telling you, go, I don't want to stay here, I don't want to do this, because your body doesn't really want to cooperate with your goals. And then that's kind of unfortunate because our goals are so important to us, but when we realize that our body is kind of inherently lazy and we have to use our mind to trick it into doing what we know we really, really, truly want, then we start to understand that whole concept of how these different choices and different impulses we have can be changed. And they can be changed with our process of our mindset. And we're going to talk about that today because I know it might not sound like it's something that goes hand in hand, but your self-talk, your internal bully and helping others overcome bullying, or at least show awareness of it can make a big difference in how you reach your goals. This is one of the big campaigns on the strongandpowerful.com site, or just my whole concept for strong and powerful. And it comes from the aspect of kids having low self-esteem and needing to really understand and have their own confidence so that bullying doesn't really affect them. And so that they can understand how, you know what, it's not you. A lot of times it's the other person. But when people are young, or even as we age, we, we realize that We don't have the confidence that we think we should have. And some people do have it, and that's fabulous, but a lot of us don't. And that's where we end up putting ourselves down and creating a mindset that's not productive for our fitness goals. So what you find is that you tend to drift towards what you think about most. So if you constantly have that negative thought of, oh my gosh, I'm so fat, my clothes don't fit, I don't feel like going to the gym, I'm tired, um, all these different things that end up being excuses, if you're constantly saying them to yourself, 
then your subconscious mind is going to believe it. And we've talked about how your subconscious mind believes everything you say, whether it's true or not. And that's why fishing for compliments is a bad idea because you're just reprogramming yourself with the negative. So the sooner you stop and change it, the better. And the better, best way to do that is by teaching, teaching other people, helping other people, bringing more awareness to your own mind in, in the front of your mind. Is there a mind front? Well, bringing it to your mind front so that your subconscious can reinforce the good stuff and kind of push out the bad stuff. So that's kind of where teaching and helping others comes in play to helping you reach your own goals. In past episodes, we've gone into that whole like attracts like, and there are actually studies that prove this. And when it comes to kindness, there was apparently studies that did show that when people observed other people being kind, they were more likely to carry out an act of kindness too. So it's kind of that whole pay it forward concept or karma or whatever you want to call it, but you want to be the example for people to model your own behavior, whether it's online or in person, that's what is going to help make the place a better world. I mean, that's kind of what we're here for, not only for ourselves, but to kind of make a better world. I kind of think that's what the point is for a lot of the things we do, I hope. And the amazing thing is that we have the potential to improve each other's lives. And in doing that, we actually improve our own lives by reprogramming our subconscious mind to be more positive and show more kindness. And that comes into play when maybe you get off track for your workouts or off track for your diets and then you start beating yourself up. Like, how could I do that? I always do that. I always make that mistake. And those kind of statements, uh, those are not kindness. Those are not kind words. Those are not a way to support yourself. And yet we don't even think twice about it as we start spewing off when we make a mistake or we go off the diet or whatever the case may be. But when you start listening to your own self-talk, you realize that you're not a very nice person to yourself, or at least you're not maybe as patient or as tolerant of yourself and your own actions as you are other people's actions. So in actually being kind to other people, strangers, friends, family, whoever, you're actually helping to reinforce being kind to yourself and learn how to be more supportive of yourself so that you can reach your goals. So on November 13th, which is National World Kindness Day, be kind to other people. Take the opportunity to be kind to somebody, whether you're at the store or at the gym or just letting somebody in when you're driving. You know, so many times people are just afraid to let some car get in front of them. Big deal. It's not going to make that much of a difference at the end of the day. So sometimes showing that little kindness helps that other person. And then maybe they'll think twice when they're trying to like kind of block people from getting in line. And remember, when you are practicing kindness, you're reinforcing it in your own head to be kind to yourself, because we do tend to be our own worst enemy. Now, I'd like to tell you a little bit about what I found out in regards to World Kindness Day. Yes, they do have their own website, theworldkindnessmovement.org, and it was actually started in 1998, and it says it has spread to 28 countries. And what I found interesting was that on their website, it says, your voice counts, your voice matters. And that's very similar to what I post on the Strong and Powerful site is that, you know what, you do make a difference in other people's lives. You may not realize it now, you may not ever know. But a lot of times there are people, and even just from these little acts of, of kindness, that you impact their lives. Maybe that person was having a horrible day and feeling really down on themselves, and you come along and you are nice to them, and they're like, wow, you know, that's a gift. 
And we have talked on different episodes about how your actions and your attitude and all of the things that you do impact other people, whether you know it or not, and at the same time impact your subconscious mind for either positive or negative results. So I'm just going to read you a little bit from their website of how they got started. They say, we are the World Kindness Movement. Um, it is a legally registered not-for-profit organization with no political, commercial, or religious affiliations. The formation of the organization crystallized at a conference in Tokyo in 1997 when Japan brought together like-minded kindness organizations from around the world for the first time. And what I also think is interesting is they have on their website joined the movement, which is without even knowing it, what I put on the new community website was join our movement because a movement is something that's pushing towards change or betterment. And the fact that these were all like-minded organizations that came together, to me that parallels what we're doing with the community as far as bringing like-minded people together and having all that positivity when it comes to your goals and fitness and helping each other and how your experience in trying to reach your fitness goals and maybe reaching them or failing or the mistakes you've made, how those can help other people avoid the same mistakes. And that's also an, another one of the reasons why I started the podcast, because I don't want other people going through the mistakes that I made. I mean, I wasted a lot of time doing the wrong things to get in shape, you know, doing too much cardio, not eating the right amounts of food, just a bunch of things that, you know what, I wish I had known before. I wish somebody had told me what I know now so that I didn't make those mistakes then. So my hope is always with the podcast and with my clients is to help them avoid that, you know, help them get their results faster because they're not making the same mistakes that I have in the past. And what's interesting is that all these mistakes that I made, people are still making and I just don't get it. But, you know, in, in my day, we didn't have instant information. You know, we had to wait for the magazines to come out the next month. And then I come to find out that most of them are not true as far as what the actual workouts these people are doing or the, the food menus, whatever they're doing. So, you know, that's kind of a grain of salt. So there really wasn't as much information about getting in shape and losing weight and building muscle that you could get that was really firsthand and current um, and just so much different than what we have now. I mean, obviously everything improves and yet it doesn't improve because now there's still a lot of people that seem like they're authorities and they're touting things that are just not true as far as getting in shape. But the point is that information on fitness is so much more readily available. And I think unfortunately, a lot of people don't have the time to figure it out for themselves. So hopefully if you have some friend or somebody that's struggling with fitness or weight loss, give them this podcast because I'm just doing my best to teach the right way to get in shape. And we're not talking about quick weight loss. We're talking about permanent weight loss and changing your metabolism for the rest of your life so you don't have to worry about this anymore. I mean, nobody wants to keep worrying about their weight. And by applying the principles that you learn here with training, nutrition, and motivation, and that's the big thing, that motivation is really mindset, and that's what makes or breaks whatever you're doing. So getting this information and using it, that's all you got to do. And the point of that whole rant was because like-minded people help to support each other. And when you have that around you, things are a little bit easier to do. You know, when you have somebody else that's going to the gym and you know that they're going to be there, then you're more likely to go. And 
every little piece forms a habit. So then all of a sudden you keep going to the gym at the same time. Maybe that person can't do it because their schedule changed, but you're already in the habit. Or maybe you just check in with each other because you know, did you go to the gym? Did you do this workout? Did you go to this class or whatever? Just that whole uh, accountability factor too. And that's also what community is about. And that's what I'm trying to create for us is this like-minded community where, yes, I can get on there and answer your questions, but also other people can get on there and share their experiences because I probably haven't experienced every single mistake to make in fitness, but other people have. So if we can learn from that and each one of us stop making the same mistakes, we're all going to get to our goals faster and make a healthier and happier community. Now, I know in, gosh, probably the last 10, 20 years, um, anti-bullying has become very big. And there's a good reason for that, because kids are killing themselves because they're being bullied. And that should never have to happen. And part of my whole Strong and Powerful curriculum is to help teach people that, you know what, you have value. You can make a difference. You're special. It doesn't matter if you're special in what you think or someone else thinks is a good way or a bad way. You're still special. You've still got some quality that is different than everybody else, but that is good and that being different is good. And yes, way back in the 1900s when I started working out, uh, women weren't really in the gym. They weren't in the weightlifting. Uh, they may have done classes or whatever, but that was always separate from gyms. And to have a woman in a weight training area was not common. And what's really funny is if you look at the old bodybuilders during those times, like the 80s, uh, Ray Rachel McClish is a good example. You know, she is muscular, but you compare her now to some of the bikini models that do the competitions, and they are way more muscular than she was back then. And yet back then, everybody thought, oh my God, she's so big. She's got so much muscle. And it's just interesting how times have changed. And that's a good thing. But back then, you know, it was hard to sit there and say, yeah, I do this, I know what I'm doing. And to not have, you know, men, of course, try to hit on you or tell you what to do or, you know, think that there's something wrong with you because you're lifting or you want to be a guy because you're lifting weights. And it's like, no, that's, that's not what it's all about. It's about bettering yourself. So there's always been times where people are different and not like everybody else around them, but they're just a little bit farther ahead of their time. And unfortunately, they can get ridiculed, they can get you know, laughed at, they can get bullied. So our whole goal, I think, in life is to try to prevent that. And yet in doing that, what we need to really do is look at ourselves and accept ourselves for what we are and get rid of that negative self-talk. So when your negative self-talk comes in, it would be things like, oh my gosh, my thighs are so huge, I can't stand it. Well, don't say that, okay? That was kind of one of the things I used to always say to myself. And then I changed it to, you know what? My thighs are muscular. They've always been muscular. I can make them the best I can make them. They're never going to be skinny little sticks like my best friend, but that's okay. They're, they are what they are, and that's what I'm going to make them the best they can be is, is lean and strong. So just changing our own perception of ourselves and not trying to compare ourselves to anyone else is kind of, I think, the whole thing we need to teach to make this world a better place. So I hope at this point you're seeing how bullying of yourself and helping others overcome bullying by strengthening themselves, how that actually helps you as far as your mindset and reaching your own goals. And certainly I'm proud to say that my daughter is definitely of the strong and powerful era because her confidence is amazing and she's had situations where I know I would have been crushed, uh, but she doesn't even think twice about it.
And I think that's great because her confidence is there and she doesn't have to worry about what other people say or do. And she has the confidence and self-esteem to do whatever she wants in this world. And, you know, that for me, that took a long time of development to get to where I feel confident and have the self-esteem that I do now. And even that sometimes wavers, which is why I teach it to you to help reinforce it in my own head. Now, one thing that you may not realize is that when it comes to bullying, people do it to us when we're dieting or when we're working out. Um, sometimes they do. They try to kind of push us over the edge to the opposite direction. Well, why are you going to go work out? You look fine. You're great. Don't do that. You know, don't, oh, here, eat some cake. You can just have one bite or whatever. And and this really is a kind of bullying in the sense that they're not being supportive of your goals. If they were, they would say, hey, don't worry about coming to meet us out for drinks. Go work out and then meet us. Or just being respectful of the fact that you don't want to have any treats right now. You know, you can say you're on a plan rather than a diet. But just, again, just recognizing that, hey, so-and-so is doing a certain structure right now. And there's no need to tempt them with these treats. Maybe offer it once, but that's it. And you know how people can be. They can sit there and kind of bug you and pester you until you actually, you know, get a bite of this cake or whatever. I mean, it's almost like their goal to get you to turn to the other side. So by respecting what your goals are and not trying to create a temptation, then they're being kind and they're being supportive. In reviewing the whole anti-bully week, what they're focusing on there is communication and basically uh, promoting that people can talk to each other, especially young people can talk to teachers, adults, whatever, any way to help create like an open dialogue so that they can understand that the bullying isn't necessarily about them and that they can have a safe environment to talk about their feelings and to get the support that they need. And then another similarity to not only the World Kindness Day organization, but also the, you know, the community we're trying to create is the concepts of celebrating what makes each of us unique and reaching out and showing each other the support we need. And on their website, one of the quotes I liked was, if we challenge it, we can change it. And it starts by reaching out. And yes, that has to do with bullying, but that can also be reflective of our own self-talk and challenging some of these things we're constantly saying to ourselves and changing it. Certainly there's a lot more I can and will go into this in the future, especially some of the recommendations for the different types of bullying and how to stand up against them and help other people that may be struggling with these issues. So that I'll leave for a future episode because again, it goes right back to yourself and supporting yourself. And that's why I include a lot of the anti-bully stuff because we need to stop bullying ourselves. One of the things that I found on the website, though, was something that I think sums it all up pretty well. It says, on an emotional level, the act of sharing painful experiences can also serve as a way to validate feelings. And same thing goes with fitness. You know, the mistakes you've made, instead of beating yourself up over them, which we constantly do, by sharing them, it validates that, you know what, you went through that for a purpose, for a reason, so that somebody else can learn and avoid that same pain. So that is what I'm trying to create with our community that is at the new version of the site, which is bbe.strongandpowerful.com. And yes, there is a fee. It can be as low as $1 to join. And the reason why I'm doing that is I want spammers out of there. I don't want just people coming and signing up for a free membership and then saying things that could be either harmful or just negative or whatever. I just want people that are serious about helping other people and being in a like-minded community. And just a little bit of a commitment is going to help separate that. 
and keep the trolls where they need to be, which is on the outside. Now this next part also has to do with motivation because what we say sinks into our subconscious mind whether it's true or not. So one of the simplest ways to be kind to other people and to ourselves and supportive of ourselves is through words. So simply saying hello to someone or saying I love you to someone who you care about, um, giving a compliment especially where it's a certain trait like maybe it's the way they walk or their hair or their face or some way they act and pointing out that hey I recognize that and I appreciate it saying thank you you know we're not always entitled so we do need to say thank you you know my friend looked at me weird the other day when the trash guys came and took the trash out and I said thank you to them they thought that was kind of different and I said yeah you know they're doing their job but I'm thanking them for doing that job because I wouldn't want to do it and they're doing it so I appreciate that and what's wrong with just saying thank you to somebody for doing their job not being entitled saying well there's they're doing their job so they don't need to thank you well yeah they do you know if they're doing a job and they're doing it nicely and well then yeah say thank you because they're doing something that you wouldn't do and that kind of goes along with the next one which is offering encouragement and we see how that affects children and how it makes them better and more apt to do the things we want them to do. So again, offering encouragement to ourselves will help reinforce the things that we want. Like, hey, I did a good job today. I went to the gym. Or, hey, I did a good job today. I got all my meals in. Or, hey, I did a good job today. I actually prepared my meals. You know, so remembering to give yourself some of that encouragement um, that you need. And there's a couple more here I could give you, but I'm just going to end it by saying that reciting something, and that's kind of where we get to our I am statements. I am strong and powerful. And that's just that simple statement that you can recite that will help reinforce your brain and reinforce your subconscious mind to know that you are moving towards your true goal and what you truly want to be. Now in training, I actually uploaded a video that I realized later on I had already done. So I think I took it down, but it may still be up there on doing front lunges because they are very good for your whole metabolism, body, everything. Um, but I didn't mean to put the same thing up twice. So I went back and redid another exercise, which is really key for strength in the core. And of course, that means your abs and boost your metabolism. And it's pretty much one of those things that everybody needs to be able to do. And I think I tagged it on the YouTube channel as being important for people over 40. And you'll see on the video that it is the inchworm, which my friend keeps calling the caterpillar, but whatever, the inchworm. And you don't have to make it like the CrossFit kind where you're jumping up and down at the end. I don't do that. Um, especially when I teach classes because you know what I get too dizzy my blood pressure is like almost dead so if I did that I would probably pass out but what I do is the inchworm and then come back to the standing position and the reason why it's so important besides the fact that it creates strength in the upper body in the core and the lower body it's also important because we tend to forget getting up and down from the floor is not always an easy thing as we age and if you don't do something, you're not going to be able to do it. And that is definitely one of the biggest things that older people find is they fall down or they get on the floor to pick something up and they can't get back up. So by practicing the inchworm at least a couple of times the week, you're not only going to benefit your strength and your metabolism, but you're also going to help yourself be able to 
get up off the floor. And it sounds like such a simple thing. But when you start to watch people or even do it yourself, and you realize, Ugh, I get on the floor and it's like almost like you're falling down. Um, and it's not a pretty sight. And that's also a way that people get hurt because they don't pay attention to how they're getting on the ground. And maybe they buckle a knee or they push too much with the arm or something that kind of injures another body part. So being able, being able to get on the ground and likewise being able to get off the ground is very important. And like everything else, it needs to be a habit because when something happens and you fall or you need to get down and up quickly, you're not going to sit there and think, all right, let me think of my proper form. No, you're going to do what your body's used to doing. And that's why practicing something like the inchworm is so important. Now, of course, if you want to make it more intense, yes, when you come back to the standing position, you can do a jump or a squat and, of course, add some extra intensity and calorie burning. But just the fact of actually going through the motion is definitely going to be beneficial. And that's the interesting thing is you cannot rush an inchworm. Well, I guess you could if you really wanted to, but you don't want to. You want to do it slowly. When you get down to the bottom, you want to hold that plank position and make sure the plank is in the proper position. That means shoulders, elbows, wrists in alignment. Too often I see people with their shoulders over or more often behind. And when you do that, you're just putting excess stress on the shoulders. So be very conscious of where your arms are and don't rush the plank once you get down. Set it. And what I mean by that is get your hands set, pull your shoulders towards your hips, away from your ears, however you want to say it, and pinch your shoulder blades. Because when you're holding a plank, you should be activating your back by using that whole shoulder blade squeeze. Because the back, being that other body part that's so important for weight loss and for your metabolism, is also going to be your core. I mean, that's your back wraps all the way around you, pretty much. So that ties right into the abdominals too. And so why not make it easier by using that large muscle. And keep in mind, when you use a large muscle, you're gonna be burning more calories because that takes more effort for your body. So when we're doing the inchworm, I always say set your plank, which means when you get down to the bottom, stay there for a second. Make sure it's a perfect plank. Use your back, tighten the abs, and then walk back. So you'll see on the video that I posted on YouTube channel, which now that they're using YouTube handles, you can put ampersand, that's the A with a circle around it, fitness makeover, and that's one word. It will take you right to my YouTube channel. So something a little bit easier to remember and find, hopefully. But of course, I know you already subscribed to my YouTube channel, so you've already gotten notification, and you've probably already inchwormed about 20 times before you even heard this. And if you haven't subscribed yet, then please do. Uh, that's definitely another goal I want to get that subscription up. It's been hovering around the same number for a long time, but I also haven't been posting regularly. And I actually sat down and came out with a whole list of things that I want to do and videotape. And you know what? One of the things that usually stops me is that I always think that I don't look good enough on the camera. Like the hair looks bad, the makeup's bad, the face is bad, the outfit sucks, whatever. And you know what? I'm over that. So. I'm going to start posting things and hopefully people don't pay attention to what I look like. They just listen and pay attention to the instructions and the content because that's what it's really all about. And do forward links to people you know because I didn't realize but there's a huge, uh, I guess, genre out there of people that don't want to look at the 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds bouncing around and do those type of workouts. And that's definitely not what I do because 
I actually know that's not going to get you the results you want. So you need to do the strength training and you need to do it right and you need to have good solid nutrition and you need to do the right things when it comes to nutrition. So again, let your friends know that there's something out there that isn't all about jumping up and down or, you know, how the uh, 20-somethings do it, that these are things that most people can do. Pretty much everyone can do the stuff that's on my site. It just depends on how heavy you want to go or how much you want to do or how many repetitions or whatever because you know what exercise is kind of universal and it shouldn't be inclusive in the sense that you know well I don't jump so I can't do that I mean there's options for everything and speaking of options in the inform video at the end I do give options for people who either cannot get down on the floor or don't want to get down on the floor or not ready to get down on the floor and so there is a standing option to help strengthen your core and your back so that you can eventually do that if you need to. And I, again, I recognize some people can't physically do certain things and that's okay, but they can still focus on the muscle groups that we're trying to target. So even if you can't do it, maybe you had an injury, um, a disability, whatever, but you can still focus on tightening the muscles in the abdominals, in the back, in your lower back, and especially the upper back with the posture pulling those shoulders back, squeezing your shoulder blades, and then pulling them away from your ears and just refocusing that entire posture. So I'll keep putting more of the how-tos, and those are actually on a playlist. If, if you go to the channel, you scroll down a little bit, you'll see different playlists, and there is one that is exercise, how-to, and instruction. And the other thing is that I'm also going to link to some of the videos there that are on back training, because we talked about that in the last episode. And I have videos of how to properly do a front pull down and a row. And these are, yeah, they're older videos, but the form is there and the content is there as far as learning what it should look like, learning how to do it, how to stay in control in the movement, and well, just everything that you need to know. And since the holidays are coming up, I also posted a video of the apparel store. And these are different designs that are meant to be motivational. Um, and I just kind of find them fun. I get a lot of compliments on them when I wear my shirts to the gym. And there are different ones like yoga based or strength ones. Um, this barbell bunny is the one that a lot of people like and I didn't even realize it. But I just thought, oh, he's a cute bunny or she, he, she, whatever, uh, is a cute bunny with a barbell you know, with a nice heavy barbell on the back doing some squats. And I'm like, oh, it's so awesome. And then I realized, oh, it's because the butt is facing out. And I guess everybody's liking to have the big booty now. So I guess that's why everybody loves it. But anyways, I think it's adorable. So check that out too, because there's a lot of cool designs. And those are all the print on demand. So, you know, you have to give yourself a couple of extra days uh, if you're going to get it for a certain time frame. So when it comes to like Christmas, Thanksgiving, things like that, and they do make great gifts. Um, and there's other things you can get. There's water bottles and coffee mugs. And uh, it's all right there on the site, uh, apparel.fitnessmakeover.com. And there's links in that one. But the thing is, if you're looking for a unique gift for a friend who is into fitness, and I don't know, they're just, they're great. So just go look at them. Tell me what you think. All right, so you've got a lot to do. You need to focus on your inchworms. You need to focus on your back training. You need to check out the links for how to do the exercises properly. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Now, lastly, in nutrition, the one biggest mistake that a lot of people make, and hopefully you don't, but a lot of people make when it comes to Thanksgiving or big holiday meals, and this one mistake can really make you fat and it can really make you gain a lot of weight and that's exactly what we're trying to avoid during the holidays. 
And that number one mistake is saving calories, which means skipping meals so that you can have more calories at the big meal. Well, don't do that. Okay, that's just going to make all that stuff get stored to fat. So what you want to do is still eat your meals throughout the day. Just make them maybe a little smaller in portions, but make sure that you're still eating on a schedule. So you're still giving your body some fuel every four hours. And that way, when you get to the Thanksgiving dinner, your body is still on a schedule. It's still raging in the metabolism. And then when you put in some extra stuff, it's not going to go straight to fat. So it's never a good idea to save up calories, okay? It just doesn't work that way. Just keep your metabolism rolling, and then when you have a little bit of extra stuff that comes in as far as calories go, it's really not going to be that detrimental. You can have your cake and eat it too. Just don't save up the calories all throughout the day. That also means don't try to over-exercise that day to compensate for what you're eating. Just go about your regular workout plan. Anything that's too extreme to your body, it's going to force it to retaliate and either hold on to fat or burn muscle, neither of which you want to happen. The main thing is to keep up with your schedule, your workouts, your eating plan as best you can. Enjoy some things that you wouldn't normally have and that's about it. Don't stress out over it because this is not the way you're going to eat every single day, right? And one little last FYI, I've rearranged some stuff on the YouTube channel so that maybe hopefully it's easier to find what you need to find. And be sure to check out the new Strong and Powerful community, which is at www.bbe.strongandpowerful.com. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.